this is episode 005. Welcome to the Rewire and Inspire podcast. My name is Michelle Bailey, former IT software consultant turned lifestyle coach and entrepreneur. It's my mission to help you rewire what's not working in your life so you can live out your dreams. From food and fitness to relationships and business, we find inspiration in little things and share stories from women just like you that are out in the world doing it. It's time to tap into your truth and power, ladies. Let's get started. Hello everyone, I'm so glad you're here because today's topic is going to take an interesting twist on a somewhat common idea within the self-development world, and that is gratitude. More specifically, we're not only going to talk about how to cultivate a gratitude ritual for yourself, but also how to use gratitude to boost your body confidence. I know it might seem a little strange um, combining gratitude with body confidence, or should I say lack thereof body confidence. It's kind of off the cuff, um, but it's honestly part of my healing journey and how I personally began to look at food and fitness and my body overall and life very, very differently. So you might be familiar with the idea of gratitude in the self-help or personal development space, the coaching space. It's pretty common to hear people refer to a gratitude practice in order to help boost mood and your attitude and overall sense of general well-being. But did you know that it can actually enhance our physical health too? Based on a blog post from PositivePsychology.com, a regular gratitude practice improves physical health, sleep, psychological health, increases empathy, reduces aggression, improves mental strength and resilience, and enhances self-esteem. And that last part right there is really what we're going to highlight today. Mental strength and self-esteem. See, I believe the mainstream diet, fitness, and overall health industries really have it wrong nowadays. Um, In general, many, um, and I'm, like I said, generalizing, uh, a lot of coaches, and in in my experience, and companies, or the majority of them at least, are fixated on short-term quick fixes when it comes to people's overall health, how they look, and how they feel. It's all about helping people reach a end goal faster. So whether it's losing weight for a special event or feeling better, toning up, having more energy and just less fat overall, um, these companies, again, in general, uh, the majority tend to really look at the fastest, most effective way to make a profit And for the most part, that involves not selling something that works long-term. Because if it's going to work for the long-term and you're going to maintain that body fat percentage or that, 
you know, aesthetic, how you look, or, you know, the boosted energy all the time, then they're not going to have you as a repeat customer. So it really doesn't behoove them to make sure that you have an end-all, be-all solution. It actually benefits them to keep you in that cycle of success and then falling off the wagon or failure and keeping stuck and not really changing the root cause of why you got where you are to begin with. So there's actually no monetary return in the long term if you're successful. So no, 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 we, we need a quick fix, a quick result, and spiral and tumble back down to where you started, maybe even worse off, because you re- really didn't change the habits that got you to where you were in the first place. Um, if this sounds like something that you've heard from either a friend or a family member, maybe even yourself, that dreaded downward spiral of yo-yo dieting and obsessive exercise and endless bottles of fat burners and supplements that promise quick and easy weight loss that just leave you um, feeling frustrated more than anything. Uh, The business model is really to thrive on that failure because the longer you can stay stuck in the endless cycle, then lose the weight, then gain the weight and increase your guilt and shame, the more money they can make off of you trying to sell you the next best thing over and over and over. And I recognize that sometimes those quick fixes can give you a quick fix. They can work temporarily. Maybe you do lose the weight for that event and you do feel great in in the interim. And some of these things really do work. And maybe you do receive this like wake up call once you get to that, you know, 12 week weight loss goal that, you know, I really do want to shift my habits and take a deeper look at what was really going on that got me um, in this situation to begin with, right? But more often than not, especially in my experience, I've heard time and time again that people just get frustrated because they go back to their old ways, their old habits, their old thought patterns, their old ways of thinking. So maybe you've done Whole30 or Paleo or Keto and got those results you were looking for, but are you still living that out today? Maybe some of you are. Was that diet or 12-week exercise program sustainable and actually teaching you how to thrive in a new and improved routine? Or was it just a means to an end? And these are all questions that I really wish more people would ask themselves and be honest about, but truly, uh, the majority of us aren't necessarily aware of what's really going on, what we really need, and um, want to believe that there is an easy solution when that might not necessarily be the case. So I'm willing to bet, especially if you're listening to this podcast It was probably a means to an end for you or someone that you know. There's probably still a part of you that struggles with your body, food, and exercise. And maybe you feel restricted in terms of food you're, quote, allowed to eat on the diet that you're on. Maybe the workouts are not so fun and you really don't look forward to moving your body the way that you, quote, should to achieve the results that you want. 
Or maybe you've maintained a healthier weight, but something still feels off. You still feel like you're imperfect and not enough, and you pick yourself apart in the mirror every single day. All of those ideals can come back down to confidence, specifically body confidence. How free do you feel in the body that you have right here, right now? Do you enjoy moving it? Do you enjoy nourishing it and just being in and with your body? Do you love it separate from how it looks or how much it weighs? So my personal story is that I struggled with body confidence for a long time. It, you could kind of say, was a byproduct of my feelings of just general not enoughness and unworthiness that eventually led to my experience with exercise bulimia and body dysmorphia. When I was in a negative headspace about my body, I spent a hell of a lot of time, pretty much 24-7, obsessing about what I didn't have or what I couldn't have. I didn't have a flat stomach, big, tight butt, toned arms, big muscular legs. I couldn't eat certain foods. I loved chocolate chip cookies and bread, but I wasn't allowed to eat them. Um, I was eating, I would obsess over whether I was eating too many calories or I wasn't being too strict enough. And all the obsession about restriction, you guessed it, made me want it all even more. So I pushed harder. I critiqued and judged myself more. I beat myself up constantly and thought that I wasn't strong enough, that I had to willpower my way through it and stop being so weak. I would constantly compare myself to other women, get angry at myself for not being good enough and able to stick to the plan long enough or able to see the results that I wanted. And all of that pressure and all of that judgment and resistance against what was caused me to just lose it. And that's when my binges came into play, where I wanted that, you know, my soul essentially wanted that freedom to eat what I wanted, to feel how I wanted, to move how I wanted, and not be so stuck and restricted in everything that I did and everything that I ate and everything that I thought about, that the binge gave me this sense of freedom and essentially created self-sabotage of my diet plan or workout plan or, you know, it might have been like a bikini competition goals, which essentially proved to my subconscious then that I really was unworthy and undeserving of those goals because I, quote, didn't have the willpower or wasn't strong enough and all of those judgments that I put on myself, the binge would reaffirm that to my subconscious and it would be this endless cycle of restriction and binging and control and then out of control. And um, for a long time, I didn't really understand. I thought it was very much on the physical side of things um, that my body would crave certain things or you know my mental prowess to be able to push through, like I said before. 
And I was focusing so much on what I didn't want or didn't like about myself so often that it was inevitably spilling out into other areas of my life too. My job, my relationships. I hated where I lived. I was always looking for and focusing on the things that weren't good enough. People, myself, and my situation included. So I obviously hit quite a few rock bottoms during my years of severe body dysmorphia and exercise bulimia, but it wasn't until I went on some true soul searching that I came to realize none of it was actually about the food or the calories or the gym or achieving that bikini body or the workouts. It was about the deep-rooted limiting beliefs I held about myself. All of that around the calories and the food and the exercise and how my body looked and felt was all, for me, a mechanism to cover up just how lost and confused I felt and the unhealed trauma that I was burying under all the binges of cookies and cupcakes. If any of you are resonating with this message, just know that I am here to talk through it. It took me years to come to these realizations and these connections in my patterns of thinking and operating and being. So some of this might seem overwhelming or confusing or triggering, and that's not my intention. My intention is to provide a new perspective based on my experiences and how I came to identify the root cause that was just being covered up by my um, food and body obsession. So yes, I too experimented with diets and pills and fat loss supplements I did extreme body transformations for multiple bikini competitions, putting myself through severe caloric deficits, extreme exercise regimens, I mean hours and hours per day. Um, I was nauseous, I couldn't think straight, I was in a lot of pain mentally, emotionally, physically. And while I had some short-term gains and achieved some quick you know, weight loss results and won some of those competitions, I was still very much hurting inside. I still didn't feel good enough. I wasn't happy and I sure as hell didn't love, trust, or respect my body regardless of the shape, size, and weight that it was. Something was still so off. So a few things that became apparent to me during all of these experiences regarding body confidence that I wanted to share with you here today are number one, focusing on the end goal. Similar to what mainstream, or a lot of them, again, coaches, diet plans, exercise machines, and even some gyms, you know, the extremes. Those end goals are often... Or the mechanism to get to those end goals is often temporary, fleeting, and doesn't actually rewire 
the mental and physical habits that cater to long-term sustainable results and success. Number two, we put so much pressure on the end goal because we believe we'll feel a certain way when we have, do, or become that thing or achieve that thing. For example, I'll be happy when I lose 10 pounds is a very conditional and disempowering statement. You're literally giving your power away to some arbitrary future time and not, not allowing yourself to be happy until then, if ever. And number three, focusing on what we don't like or what we don't have yet puts us in a lack and scarcity mindset and very low vibration energetically. Because our brain is already wired for something called a negativity bias, placing more importance on the negative situations for our survival, doing this with our body and allowing it to spill into other areas of our life, again, disempowers us and wires our brain and body for even more suffering. Gratitude, then, is a way for us to rewire our brain and body for what we do want, including body confidence, including food freedom, including peace with who we are, what we are, and where we are right now. When we focus on non-weight and non-aesthetic-based accomplishments, like our strength and our abilities, we're taking our power back and raising our energetic frequency. Focusing on abundance, possibilities, and what we are creating in the world is a very powerful framework for feeling good about one's life. I often find that when my clients start focusing more on the positive, that their sense of happiness they think they would have had once they reached that end goal actually comes to them in the present, and it continues to grow and amplify. Alternatively, when they focus on what is wrong or what they need to fix or what they don't like about their body or their lives or what they can't have, their worldview and happiness continues to shrink just like how they're told they need to do based on the mainstream diet culture. I want to offer a gratitude practice to you the next time you're in a body confidence rut. When you notice the negative Nancy coming out and picking you apart, pause, breathe, and choose a few body parts to acknowledge and show some love to. Example, I'm grateful for my legs and the ability to walk, run, and dance. I'm grateful for my hands and their ability to caress my child's face. As you think about those positive words, feel the sensations in your body as you live into that moment and experience the ability to do these things through your visualization. It's beautiful. Celebrate it and celebrate you as often as you can, especially when you're in those ruts. As I mentioned before, if any of this is triggering for you, please reach out to me. As I share, this is just a glimpse into my story, but I too was recovering 
from exercise bulimia and a lot of obsessive uh, body and food thoughts and behaviors. And I'm human. It still comes up today. Every day is a chance to grow. And sometimes those things still come up for me and I have to work through a new level of it. And just by implementing gratitude, it doesn't mean it's all going to go away, but it definitely is a powerful tool to help you rewire the brain and body to look for the things that you do have, you are creating, and you are able to do instead of all that which you don't. Lack and scarcity is very disempowering, and gratitude, not only in the area of your body and food, but in every area of your life, is a powerful, mindful way to bring you back to the present moment, which is where your power actually is. So with that, I wanted to leave you with a quote from Golda Paretsky, author of a book called Stop Dieting Now. And she states, health isn't about being perfect with food, exercise, or herbs. Health is about balancing those things with your desires. It's about nourishing your spirit as well as your body. And I love that quote because I really think it gets to the root of it all. Like I shared a deep-rooted limiting belief that I wasn't enough and seeking to find that worthiness and enoughness externally through the way that my body looked and felt. The mechanism that I did that was through food and exercise. And I didn't even realize what was really going on in my soul, in my heart, and in my spirit. And it wasn't until I really took a deeper look at the patterns of thoughts and beliefs every time I you know, felt the urge to binge or obsess or restrict or, you know, saw the patterns of needing to have a new diet or have a new exercise plan in order to feel like my life had meaning. So I wanted to leave that with you, just to consider, just to ponder that maybe it's not really about the food and the body that your body confidence is very much a feeling based on who you believe yourself to be. And you can absolutely use food and exercise in a healthy way and feel even better than you ever thought before. But practices like gratitude and mindfulness and connecting with your soul and your spirit can amplify the physiological and physical health to levels that you can't even fathom. As always, please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast to stay up to date with new episodes that come out every Wednesday. And send this over to anyone that you think would benefit from this episode. Also, for those of you ready to discover what it would look like for you to personally live a life of peace and confidence when it comes to food in your body, I offer personalized one-on-one coaching programs to guide you on your journey. You can reach out to me directly via email at michelle at rewireandinspire.com or find me on Instagram and Facebook under Rewire and Inspire. 
Now, go find and do more of what inspires you.